the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Welcome. Happy to be along for the Friday edition. I love the, of the Friday Ride edition. Home. I think of all the editions. Yeah, I think it's my favorite. What do you say? Who stopped by here? <laughs> I decided to. <laughs> I missed you guys. This is the best work week ever. It really is. It'd be a one day work week for you. Yeah, fabulous. I know. That's fabulous. Yeah, I was uh, I was out of town in Houston this week, traveling with Save the Children. Yes. Who we've done some work with on Word FM, and we're going to continue to do some work for. And um, gosh, I, I didn't know much about Save the Children before I went on the trip. Had a terrific time loved seeing what save the children is doing for um those who suffered i mean unbelievable devastation in the hurricane which it was two years ago and we think you know that's so far out of the news cycle i mean clearly all that's been cleaned up it's not man it's a mess you go down there and you think wow how quickly we forget things Mm -hmm. you know all of a sudden like notre dame notre dame right like that's old news Right, that's, that's been taken care of. Right? right, the building's still smoldering, and we've like already, we're already on to something else. Right. Um, so anyway, everywhere. thanks to um, Scott Wilder and Lauren Littner and everybody at Save the Children for being such wonderful hosts. We nice. had a great time, and uh, I'll be able to talk more about that on the air in the Excellent. coming months. How's the weather in Houston? Uh, it is, John, so humid. <laughs> I don't even have words for really? it. I, you know, I, the first day. You know, you look at your phone, you see what the temperature is going to be for the day. I like to see when the sun rises. You know, it was very early. The sun was not up yet. And so I was just kind of looking at what the day was going to be like ahead of me. And it said that it was 87% humidity. Mm. And I thought, well, that's a mistake. It's not 87% humidity. (laughs) You go outside. Holy smokes. It was... Eat you up. It was 87% humidity. I can tell you that for sure. So anyway, it was a great time, but... I'm happy to be back with you guys. Happy that you're and with I'm us. And I'm happy that I'm here time. to be the first one to tell you. Tell us what? Your weekend has begun. Oh, yes. It is six minutes past the four o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. Truly, uh, all is right and well. All is right and well. I think Although, it, it is. be a little warmer. I, yeah, I'm like cold, cold today, Although especially just, after the 87% humidity. Yeah. I got to be honest Although with you. Although we just heard that Chicago is going to get eight inches of snow. So we're a lot better off in Chicago. Can you imagine? What a nightmare. Oh, I, I put my soul away, so I'm not expecting any more. I don't blame you. Please. I don't blame you. Yeah. I'm happy to be celebrating something that I feel badly about, to whoa, be honest. Whoa, whoa, I, mean, I don't feel badly about celebration. I feel badly about the fact that I've left what I wanted to bring in my car. So I have to delay it for later in today's show. But it is National Pretzel Day. Oh, whoa, whoa. It is. Today is National Pretzel Hold Day. Hold on. You mean you brought a pretzel snack and it's in your car? I brought a pretzel snack for you guys. Yeah. And it's in my car. Oh, oh. Yeah, and I just thought of it That's when we rough. were about ready to come into the studio, and I was like, oh, well, now mm-hmm. it's too late. What kind now of a pretzel? I can't do that. Like a big pretzel? Like one of those big, fat, thick pretzels? That's not the question you ask when someone offers you a gift. No. Well, oh, wait, I, no, what kind is no, it? No, no, wait, 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 wait. No. Like you. Uh, Here's the deal. 
It's not I'm offered because grateful. it's not in front of me. It's it's in your trunk somewhere. It's still offered. I'm telling you that I brought it for you. I'm not going to get it anytime soon. Well, you're going to get it at the 5 o'clock news break. I, you're not going to run down to your car and then back up again. I was going to. I don't think so. I was going to. There's no time for that. I think there is time. Holy smokes. Either you want a pretzel snack or you don't want it, except right now I might not want to give it. <laughs> Why? Why is it untoward to ask? Because what kind of pretzel? I, like, hi, John, I'm going to get you a new shirt. Really? What kind? What? Well, just say what? yes and thank you. No, no. I, I mean, Mike wasn't asking particulars. He was just looked at me just, with a, a, with gratitude. I'm just super no. stoked. He was dumbfounded. She was thinking of me. He's just that's slowing true. the uptake. He's slowing the uptake. That's all. Great. Look, anybody no, would no. ask. It's a, it's a, look, I mean, there's how many different pretzels? A pumpernickel bag of pretzels? Well, is that's it a big, not what it is. Is it Auntie Anne's? No. And, so, I, what, so if it's I'm not just, either one of those, it's bad? No, I'm just curious about what was coming my way so I could whet my appetite for that. That's or all. But you decide that it wasn't enough for you and you would reject it. I don't, I'm surprised you ran down that road because that wasn't my intention all right. at all. Mm-hmm. I was just curious about, oh, good, what's coming my way? Mm-hmm. That's all. Well, it's a sourdough pretzel if you must know. <laughs> Jeez. With salt. Oh, well, don't ask, Mike. <laughs> no, don't say a word about that. <laughs> All right. Now, no salt. Now, I will say, though. What the heck? Salt-free pretzels are not worth... I'm, it's not a pretzel if it's salt-free. Exactly. No, no, no. It's like don't, a saltine. Babies teeth on those. I'd like an een. Right, don't babies have like salt-free pretzels? You have to pretzels? change the name. Salt-free yeah. pretzels? Yeah, babies teeth on those. Except that I'm not a baby, neither are you, so we're not having them. Boy, and plus, we want to be happy. Wait a second. I think you left your humor in Houston, because you're a little cranky. <laughs> I'm the one I think a that crank. was trying to give the gift. What the heck? All right. So uh, you happy were, Friday. We were talking about movie theaters. Oh, yeah. We were talking about Earlier today. Now, you and I just saw a movie a couple weeks ago. We saw Unplanned, which Loved we it. just thought was terrific. And yep. we want everyone to go see Unplanned. If you have not yet seen it, you just owe it to yourself. Well, wait. How about, how about the other film? Uh, Breakthrough. Break- that was the number three film also, last week. How about that? So, I mean, fabulous. another terrific film. Heck yeah. Um, I have not seen Breakthrough yet because I had to take this trip to Houston. Uh, but we went to see Unplanned. We've, Loved it. So period. And, oh, I just got a nice invite. Did you get an invite for that a Tolkien film coming up? I did. Okay. Thank you. But you're not going to go. Well, they have pretzels, but I'm not going to ask what kind they are. <laughs> that's right, because you just learned Holy that smokes. that's bad manners. What the heck? All right, yeah, anyway. So a friend of ours says, uh, we were talking about going into the movie theater, right? And... Um, we're curious what kind of snacks, if you were going to take your own snacks in to the theater, have you taken in? Oh, so you're asking me if I've taken my own snacks into movie theater? No, it's they ask you not to bring your own snacks in because apparently that's how the theater companies make their main money, not through admission prices. All that money goes back to the movie companies. So the movie chains... Are required, you know, they're saying, well, buy a Coke for $8 or buy some M&Ms for nine fifty. But instead, many people sort of just sneak stuff in, right? Many people. Many people. Have I you hope. done that? I do that every time. Every time. Well, like, what do you? Give me, give me some idea. Well, you're taking what into the theater? Well, I've made my own popcorn and put it in a paper bag. Look, I do that all the time. Okay. Because the movie popcorn is horrendous. Yeah, it's not. First of all, it doesn't taste good. No. The butter's fake. Yes. And it costs like a jillion dollars. Exactly. So I do. I try to. I have made zucchini bread and taken it. Oh. In aluminum foil, cut up into pieces in aluminum foil. That's fine. I have taken a lot of sourdough pretzels mm-hmm. in a bag. But they're in the car right now. No. <laughs> yep. I mean, like you, I've taken Halloween candy. Oh, yeah. I've taken Easter candy. Mm-hmm. I, I have, I, I can't think of a time I haven't done this. Taken something when, in. I mean, 
I took a whole lunch from Panera in when you and I were there. Oh, last that's time. right, a salad. You brought mm-hmm. a salad in, mm-hmm. but you didn't want to eat it because no, because it was because no, no. it was a horrible. No, yeah. you certainly didn't want. Yeah. To. Now here's the thing. To make myself sound at least a little better, because now I feel badly that you've told me that that's the only way they make money, and now I feel like oh, you I've didn't know tra- that. No, I never knew oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's. Yeah. I mean, if I would have thought about it for more than ten seconds, I might have like come to that that's conclusion. How it works. I mean, I'm not. So yeah. now I feel bad. Right. But the bottom line is, this is who I am, and this is what I've done. I always buy a soda. Always. Always. You want a soda in the theater. Yeah. So it's not like I haven't contributed no, you to contributed. the coffers, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I, I am. I have always smuggled something in. Mm-hmm. What, what about you? Well, just a short while ago, maybe a month or so ago, we were headed to the theater, and I was starving. And I, I can't wait. So I, I brought a, a quarter pounder with cheese and some fries. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Now, that can't taste good. It was by, delicious. Really? Because by the time you get in there, it's a little soggy and a little, like... Coldish, right? Just lower your standards a little. <laughs> Could you please just lower them a little and the, bit? And like the fries are limp. I right? was no, I was okay. very happy to have a quarter pound of cheese and some okay. fries. Uh, for some reason, there used to be a place when I lived in Manhattan that there uh, was a sushi place next to one of the theaters, the Film Forum, and I would regularly have sushi. At I think the that's a delicious thing. I thought it's so a too. nutritious option, right? And it's very fresh. Although the problem was, you know, have some of that wasabi, and you go. Woo! In the middle of the movie, and you go, sorry, I wasn't commenting on the film. It was just hot wasabi. That's all. Right. Uh, I haven't had that with pretzels. Mike, have you ever done this? Taking something in? Oh, yeah. And when I was a teenager, I would get a a bag, a Ziploc bag of Mm M&M's or whatever, whatever I wanted to bring in, and I would duct tape it to my thigh. What? Oh, Like you like 007? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you know. <laughs> no, that, that's right next to his penknife so that yeah. he could defend himself. Are they going to pat you down as you walk into you, the theater? Can you defend yourself with a penknife? Not really. Oh, pretty not much really. so. Yeah, yeah, okay. sure, sure. Well placed. You can. Yeah, probably. But the, what was really embarrassing about one, one time pat I did this, I, there was a little hole in the bottom of the of the bag. Mm. And, of course, I always sit in the back of the theater. I don't like sitting up front because, you know, it just hurts my neck. I don't like looking up. Sure. Right, right. So I was sitting in the back of the theater. I, I was getting myself comfortable. I sat down. All of a sudden, oh no! They, they're all rolling nice down the mic. front, and everyone's like, "I got caught." Subtle, uh-huh. very subtle. But they're not going to do anything. I mean, no. the poor. You know. Do you know my mom and dad met? My dad was an usher at the movie theater. Really? And my mom came in to see the movie. He asked her out on a date, and then they got married. How about that? You're mm-hmm. kidding? Yeah. What was my, the movie? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know, and I should know. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's a natural question yeah, you'd ask, yeah. right? Maybe I did ask, but I forgot. It was That's a long cool. time ago. Yeah, all Just right. Just saying. Okay, we're taking a break? Yeah. Okay, listen, we're going to talk about Vietnam. There's a new exhibit at the Senator John Hines History Center in the Strip District. It opened uh, the 13th of this month. Andy Masick will join us. He is a regular guest on our show. Highly anticipated. Stick around for that. Vietnam, the history of... Where this weekend, the spotlight shines on the music of Amy Grant. Hi, Pittsburgh. This is Amy Grant. A career spanning over 40 years in contemporary Christian music. Amy Grant. She's great. She's great. She's really good. She's awesome. She's coming to Pittsburgh Saturday, May 4th to Amplify Church, Pittsburgh East Campus. And we're getting ready for the concert by playing Pittsburgh's favorite Amy Grant tunes. Great classic music. I just love it, yeah. Request what you want to hear at 877-349-1015. 
Moms, wow, aren't they special? Doesn't that word just warm your heart and make you feel loved? Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and I am so blessed to get to work side-by-side with my mom every day in our family business. And right now, my mom and I are planning for a special day for you and your mom on Mother's Day. Every year on Mother's Day, we barbecue chicken quarters over the open pit outside with our secret butter sauce. Baked beans, corn pudding, coleslaw, macaroni salad, ho-ho cake, and more will abound inside to go along with that tasty, tender chicken. When I was a teenager and we first started cooking for crowds, all my mom wanted for Mother's Day was for us five kids to help get ready to make this a special day for our guests. So bring your family and come hungry to enjoy the wonderful farm-fresh meal that we started all those years ago. Oh, yeah, live music and free cones for moms, too. Let us share a little of our farm with you. The Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. As parents, you're dedicated to seeing your kids live out God's call for their lives, to enter adulthood with discernment, integrity, biblical values, and the ability to thrive in work that's meaningful, to not only make wise and faithful decisions, but defend them as well. At Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin, pre-K through 12th grade students thrive in an environment that fosters biblical discipleship and authentic education. Cornerstone Prep, ready for life at cornerstoneprep.net. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters, always a favorite. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, for the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. Dan Rather is back on Access TV with an all-new season of The Big Interview. We're about to make news here. Don't miss big stars, including Paul Stanley. You can be a rock star in your own way. Ario Speedwagon. Hopefully we will be the Dan Rather of rock and roll someday. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. It was a lot wilder in those days. Cindy Lauper. This is Access Television. Can you say the F-bomb? You can say anything you want. Carl and Rob Reiner, Travis Tritt, and many more. The Big Interview with Dan Rather, Tuesdays at 8, 7 Central, only on Access TV. That's AXS TV. Vietnam. If you would say Vietnam to a room full of people, everyone would have a different image or an idea or a word that sprang to their mind. Depending on? Their age, their involvement, uh, their, Maybe, pol- their political perspective? Right. Yeah, I mean, there was a time, I, I remember in my, in my own family, because we grew up during the Vietnam era, uh, our kids, that my father and my brother, who was a Vietnam veteran, would be so enraged on their different perspectives of the Vietnam War that there were, literally was a fistfight that broke out in our living room. That's how contentious the Vietnam War was. Andy Masick is with us. Andy's the president and the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center, a new exhibition called The Vietnam War, 1945-1975, is in progress now through September 22nd. Andy, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. Andy, talk about those years. Uh, contentious is probably the best way to describe them. Boy, that that doesn't quite say it, does it? Contentious. Uh, You know, it was the Cold War. After World War II, 1945, the world was still fighting. Mm. They were fighting a Cold War. It was the war between communism and democracy, uh, countries aligned. 
And that wasn't just true with the Soviet Union and the United States. In Southeast Asia, uh, there was the same sort of contention going on. And in the Republic of, of Vietnam, the French had colonized that country before World War II. The French didn't want to admit that uh, they weren't the kind of world power that they once were. And right after World War II, as soon as Germany surrendered, the French went back to Southeast Asia and started to uh, press their claims uh, over that country. And that's 1945. And the Americans decided to help the French support them in rebuilding their country and in and, and, and rebuilding the, their influence rebuilding their colonial influence and so america got sucked into that as early as 1945 the french were pushed out of vietnam in 1954 and some of you who are of, of that era uh, remember dien bien phu this was the the terrible climactic battle uh, against between the French and Ho Chi Minh's communist Vietnamese, um, and the Viet Minh, they were called. And the French were pushed out even with American support. And the Americans kind of picked up the mantle. They said, okay, Vietnam's going to be divided north and south, communists in the north and uh, a democratic republic in the south, and the Americans are going to protect that southern republic. And that's how the United States got got involved in Vietnam mm-hmm. as early as uh, 1954. By the 1960s, uh, during the Kennedy administration, we started sending in troops. First, advisors. They were, they were to help the South Vietnamese fight the communist uh, northerners. And then with combat troops, Kennedy was assassinated. Lyndon Johnson continued the policies of the Kennedy administration and escalated the war in Vietnam. It was, uh, by all accounts, the, the first, and they say this famously, the first television war, where you think about uh, Walter Cronkite and Dan Rather reporting live from the field. Yeah. You saw, in actuality, graphic images of young men being murdered. You saw villagers in Vietnam being murdered. Talk about this, Andy. This, is this, you often partner with the Smithsonian at the Heinz History Center, so you have great resources at your command. Well, you're absolutely right. Uh, More than half the people living today in the United States weren't born during Mm -hmm. the Vietnam War. Think about that for a minute. Uh, So there are a lot of people who didn't experience this. But those of you who are old enough to remember the, the television war know that while you're watching Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In right. and the Smothers Brothers on television, right into your living room came these horrific images of battle, of American boys uh, fighting and dying in the jungles of Vietnam. And this gripped America. We saw scrolling on our television screens at night lists of the dead right. from your community, people who you knew. And this this is what was so divisive about this uh, this war. Those people who had blue stars or gold stars on mm. flags in their windows, meaning they had relatives in the service. Gold star meant you lost a loved one in the service in battle. 
And the people of America started fighting one another on college campuses, uh, in schools, in, in families, sure. such in our living as yours, in, in the living room. Um, it was very divisive. And when Walter Cronkite, you mentioned that name, he was the most respected television trusted. trusted. He was he was the the gold standard of trust in journalism. And during the Tet Offensive of 1968, when the Viet Cong, the the guerrillas, and the North Vietnamese made a major assault on the South, Walter Cronkite said, "I don't think this is a winnable war." Wow. Did he say that on the air? Yes, he, he did. He said that on the air. I mean, it went all the way to Washington, D.C. It shook the foundation of the country. It shook the president of the United States. Right. Lyndon Johnson said, if I've lost Cronkite, I've lost the war. That's right. Now, as a schoolboy, uh, I went to a, a Catholic grade school. And the, the nuns would regularly, on the far right-hand corner of the chalkboard, post the number of war dead each week in that corner. And I remember being um, an altar boy and a choir boy that as our, our young men in our, our community were killed, we were, this is, we were invited to the funerals. And so I, I remember sitting in church and listening to the wailing, the weeping of the parents, my contemporaries, the deep, hard tears as you would see the casket in front of you. And I, I remember thinking, I know that guy's brother. I know that guy's sister. They're part of me. So it became very, very personal during the war. And there was something about it because, you know, our parents, my father had fought in World War II. And, of course, my brother, six years older than me, he was fighting in Vietnam. The gulf, the divide of, of the generations, the cultural divide, to think that people would protest the war after essentially our parents had won the freedom of the, of the new world order, that was a really hard lesson. It was sort of like John Wayne meets the Beatles. There was something that was twisted about the whole affair. You know, it's interesting that you say that because the the post-World War II generation, the, the baby boomers who grew up after World War II, they were steeped in the traditions of American we-can-do-it spirit. Right. And we were the country who won World War II uh, for democracy and, and the free world. And we so admired our, our parents' generation, the greatest generation, yes. we called it. Um, and we wanted to be like them. And then this war in Vietnam, the Cold War, this war between communism and democracy, and many Americans wanted to do the right thing for their country. And, and young men joined the service in very large numbers. We think of the Vietnam War as a draftee war, that all these young men were there. They didn't want to be there. Um, they were against their leaders and their country. They smoked pot. They fragged their officers. That's not really uh, altogether true. Seventy-five percent of the men who went to, to Vietnam were volunteers. Only 25 percent of them were draftees. During World War II, 66% of the men in service were draftees. Wow. Wow. So we have a country during the Vietnam era that is really very patriotic, and, and they want to do the right thing by their country and for the world. They want to believe in their leaders. But what happened over time mm -hmm. when we saw what was going on in Vietnam, 
we lost confidence. We lost trust in our leaders. And by the end of the conflict in, in 1973, uh, America had changed. I think for a lot of people, Andy, and you make an excellent point here that you know people did volunteer, but as the war dragged on, people thought, well, I understand World War II. That was clearly to save the free world. But what the heck are we doing in Vietnam? There was really no clear answer that you could say, this is the, the definitive reason why our sons are dying. You've got it exactly. The, those young men and women uh, went as well, uh, serving in, uh, in support roles, especially in medical uh, services. Uh, once they got there and they saw the confusion, they saw that uh, people in Vietnam weren't sure what they were fighting for. Were they fighting to get rid of the foreign invaders? First, it was the Japanese during World War II. Then it was the French mm -hmm. after the war. Then it was the Americans after that. We were the foreign invaders. And many of those Vietnamese people wanted to fight for their independence, north and south. And so they were confused. The boys from the United States who were there, they were confused uh, because they couldn't even tell who the enemy was. They would go into a village and... The Viet Cong were hidden, but they might have been the townspeople. That's right. The Viet Cong might have been the, the sons of the people that they were just interacting with, giving, giving inoculations to, giving food uh, to. Uh, they could be shot in the back. And so they became disillusioned uh, with the war. And they also saw that it was probably unwinnable. Mm -hmm. And that was something that shook the confidence of America. I mean, this is the United States. Right. We, we beat the Nazis. We, we beat everybody. And, and to think that we could lose a war, that was unthinkable. And yet they saw what was happening, the patrols into the jungle with really no end in sight. They would, they would sweep a jungle and the Viet Cong would leave or set ambushes and then the, soul, the Americans would leave, the Viet Cong would come back. Um, they hadn't won the hearts and minds of the people. And that was one of the things that the American soldiers saw when they were there is that they really didn't know the enemy. They didn't, they didn't understand their ideology. They didn't understand what motivated them. And our CIA and our government, they did, we didn't do their homework going into this. And we learned our lesson the hard way. We need to take a quick break. Andy Masick is with us. He's talking to us about the new exhibition at the Senator John Hines History Center, The Vietnam War, 1945 to 1975. Stick around. Our conversation continues with Andy Masick in just a little bit. October to PPG Paints Arena. Don't miss Mercy Me. Word FM welcomes Mercy Me October 4th with special guest Crowder. Tickets on sale April 29th at 10 a.m. Visit the arena box office at ppgpaintsarena.com or ticketmaster.com. Mercy Me with special guest Crowder on sale April 29th. Welcomed by Word FM. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exist the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Hall. 
Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors, wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create my pillows, Giza Dreams bed sheets. Try them once, and you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. And right now, get a special 30% off MyPillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from my pillow. We talk about, oh, we're thematic, we're integrated, but what that means at Jubilee is very different. Jubilee Christian School Principal April Eisman on their award-winning integrated curriculum. The scripture is infused in everything, science, math, English. It's not, okay, we're going to have Bible class, and then we're going to go have science. Everything is infused with the scripture. Not only that, but it's thematic, and that is very hard to do. You can't go and buy this curriculum. I've never seen anything like it. Imagine. Believe. Achieve at JubileeCS.org. Five years ago, a national Barna Omni poll discovered that 77% of evangelicals believe we're now living in the end times as described by the Bible. But how can we really know? Don't miss the most comprehensive, in-depth, prophetic end-time seminar anywhere. You'll be amazed at how much information God's Word provides. This informative end-time seminar begins Saturday, May 11th in the morning at Christ Church at Grove Farm. To learn more, go to endtimeseminar.com. That's endtimeseminar.com. The Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America invites you to take steps for cures at a walk event near you. Support the 1.6 million Americans living with these diseases. Get started at cctakesteps.org. Calling all cruisers, the Irwin Business and Professional Association presents their 28th annual Spring Car Cruise on Main Street this Saturday from noon to 5 p.m. Just $10 to enter. So come out, have fun, and discover Irwin, the biggest small town in Pennsylvania. Clouds and showers linger through this evening. Clearing later on tonight, windy and turning colder. We'll drop to 37. Then tomorrow we stay breezy and cool despite partial sun. High will just be 57. Increasing clouds at tomorrow evening, then rain at times late tomorrow night. Chilly with a low 42. Lingering rain early Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy and cool with a high just 55. With your Rocky Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. On March 8, 1965, cameras were rolling as U.S. Marines landed in Da Nang. They were combat ready as they landed. For the first time, on a regular basis, news from the front lines made its way into living rooms across America. We are wearing these flak vests. Walter Cronkite gave us a look from the sky. Oh, I know something of what those astronauts must go through. Wow. The paratroopers are... Moving out more and more every day, getting a feel of the country. Morley Safer documented the sounds. And we were walking into this village when you can hear what happened. The horror on the ground. <laughs> Realities of war, minus the fog. More than 58,000 Americans were killed over two decades during the Vietnam War, including those who covered it. Nine CBS News employees died. 33 others were wounded. The first... War that was brought to you by mass media, the Vietnam War. Andy Masick is with us. Andy is the president and the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. Uh, Center. The Vietnam War exhibition, 1945-1975, appearing right now at the Hines History Center through mid-September. 
Andy, at the beginning of our conversation, John said that this war was so contentious that it actually brought family members to blows, that his dad and his brother got into a fistfight in their living room in Swissvale. Um, and so when you bring up the word Vietnam, it means different things to different people depending on age, one thing, depending on political perspective, depending on historical perspective. But for me, I was, you know, I was a baby when the Vietnam War ended. So it's theoretical to me. I didn't have any family members who were arguing about it. It wasn't anything that was part of my youth. So when I decided to dive into it, it was only through books. So this kind of exhibit would be perfect for someone like me who really needs a primer on all the things that were involved. We're finding that's very true, Kathy. Half the people in America today weren't born during the Vietnam War, and, and they don't have those kind of visceral responses mm -hmm. to it. Uh, and so this exhibition tries to recreate some of that. And it's a hard exhibit to do. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's not celebratory in any way. Um, it's, it's a way to get the rest of the country up to speed because the Vietnam War explains a lot about the cynicism that seeped into the soul of America yes. today. Our distrust of government. Absolutely. Well, when the families are coming, and we've only been open for a week now, but we're seeing lots of families coming with their veteran fathers mm, and really? uncles. And What do they think of it? Wow. Uh, it's very powerful because uh, they go through the whole exhibit. They see a Huey helicopter, a full-size Huey helicopter uh, in halfway through the exhibit with its 48-foot wingspan, and they make their way through, and at the end of the exhibit, there's a recreated Vietnam wall. It has um, 752 names of people from western Pennsylvania, men who died in Vietnam, and it's three-dimensional. You can run your hands over it. You can even make a rubbing of those names. And when those families get to that wall, the the fathers or grandfathers stop and they tear up and they touch the names of people that they remembered and they tell the stories to their children and grandchildren. I had one man come up to me and say, you know, I brought my father with me. He's in a wheelchair. He's uh, suffering from Agent Orange, the defoliant yeah. that uh, we sprayed on the jungles of, of South Vietnam. And he said, my father has told me more in the last three hours than he's ever said in 47 years. Wow. And so this exhibition brings back a flood of memories to those who were there but it also is a, a primer for those who weren't even born yet of what this was all about. And it, and it gets right to the heart of the matter. And it's not just the veteran story. It's the people on the home front who resisted the war, uh, the people who protested, the people who went to Canada. Uh, we have banners that were stretched at opening day at Three Rivers Stadium uh, by protesters who hung these banners and protest signs up. Uh, we have their outfits um, because we were all Americans. We all had different perspectives on the war. And some of the people of America said, our political leaders are wrong, and we need to save those boys' lives. We need to stop killing South Vietnamese and North Vietnamese people as well. And so 
this is where the conflict really comes mm-hmm. in. Wow. There were battles on campuses, the Kent State uh, massacre yeah. that you probably heard of uh, in 1971. Uh, students shot down by National Guardsmen with bayoneted rifles firing in, into crowds of students. That's how divisive our country had become. May 4th, 1971. I mean, there it was right in our own backyard. Andy, the thing about this is because it was the television era, right, the beginning of mass media, so many images that, you know, you think about now, the the, the napalm girl who joined mm-hmm. us on the show. Right. She, she's got an incredible story to tell. This, the, uh, Fire Road is her book. The, uh, the general from uh, North Korea, from uh, North Vietnam, who shot the, uh, the man in the street in the head. Nguyen Lone was his name. Uh, he was a general, and they had captured a, a Viet Cong man. He was in civilian clothes. He had just assassinated a uh, South Vietnamese officer, his wife, and their children by cutting their throats. And this general uh, brought that uh, uh, that Viet Cong soldier with his hands tied behind his back and shot him in the head with Street a justice. revolver. It was caught on film by a, a New Kensington native by the name of Eddie Adams, who won a Pulitzer Prize uh, for it. Uh, he always regretted winning that prize because his photograph destroyed the career of General Lowen, uh who he believed, Eddie Adams believed, was acting certainly inappropriately by shooting uh, a prisoner, but there were rockets still falling. Mm-hmm. His men were dying. This um, this enemy soldier had just been uh, uh, captured after assassinating these friends of General Lone. And put in that perspective, it's a little bit more understandable why sure. this happened. And yet it galvanized America, right. that because, award-winning because, yeah, photograph. And, and maybe that was the beginning of how much impact an image has on us. Sure. And now we're like the descendants of that. They're and it, se- it seems like, yeah, n- now, now we're, we're suffering. Right. We're drowning in it. I mean, I remember being a small boy and seeing the image of the Buddhist monk who set, set himself on fire. That was a shocking, that still is a shocking image. Mm-hmm. Right. As a protest against the war. So all those things. And then, of course, years after the, the war was ended, Major motion pictures delve deeper. Of course, The Deer Hunter, famously shot here in the city of Pittsburgh. Any number of films, Good Morning Vietnam, which also has Pittsburgh roots as well. So all those things together combined the the visceral force of the war and put it in our laps, whether we wanted to deal with it or not. You're absolutely right. And I'm glad you brought up films because much of our public opinion is shaped by uh, films. Uh, think of what Tom Hanks's Saving Private Ryan did for World War II yes. uh, in, in trying to re-experience what that generation experienced. But but you're right. Uh, Hamburger Hill or uh, Good Morning Vietnam uh, or The Deer Hunter, uh, those are the stories that we now remember uh, those of us, uh, some of us who weren't alive then, that's the only uh, base of, of information and knowledge they have. So this exhibition attempts to sort of sort out fact and fiction and help you understand mm-hmm. what really went on. 
We need to take a, just another quick break, but our conversation continues about the Vietnam War exhibition playing right now at the Senator Johns Heinz History Center. It goes through September 22nd, but the sooner you get into the better, because, of course, there's films that are being shown, uh, guest speakers as well, a lot happening. Stick around. 101.5 WORD. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, Word FM goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We're now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous. There's an app for that, right? On TuneIn, on iHeart, on our own app, on WordFM.com, on ChristianRadio.com, on the next Radio FM chip. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. The iPhone. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 101. W-O-R-D. As parents, you're dedicated to seeing your kids live out God's call for their lives, to enter adulthood with discernment, integrity, biblical values, and the ability to thrive in work that's meaningful, to not only make wise and faithful decisions, but defend them as well. At Cornerstone Prep in West Mifflin, pre-K through 12th grade students thrive in an environment that fosters biblical discipleship and authentic education. Cornerstone Prep, ready for life at cornerstoneprep.net. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Shilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now during truck month, current GM lessees can save $11,490 off the MSRP on select 2018 Silverado pickups or take advantage of 0% APR financing for up to 72 months. Must qualify. You can buy with confidence knowing that the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. Historically, the church has always moved on its knees. Hi, I'm Pastor Ed Glover, founder and president of Urban Impact Foundation, and I want to invite you to the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference Thursday and Friday, May 2nd and 3rd at Christ Church at Grove Farm. Join Pastor John Guest and pastors and teachers from RPTS, Geneva College, Biblical Counseling Institute, Impact Christian Church, and more. That's the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, May 2nd and 3rd. Tickets and details at wordfm.com slash prayer. What are you going to do with your old car? You can try selling it. You could junk it. Or you could donate it to Heritage for the Blind. Your car will be towed away for free, and your donation is tax deductible. Just call 1-800-785-9618. Heritage for the Blind accepts cars, vans, trucks, and boats. It doesn't matter if your vehicle runs or not. It will be towed away for free, and you'll be supporting those that need help. Heritage for the Blind is a nonprofit organization that helps the visually impaired live fuller lives. Call right now to donate your car, and as a special thank you for calling, you'll receive a free three-day vacation voucher to many exciting locations. Call Heritage for the Blind right now, 1-800-785-9618. Donating is easy, and your vehicle is towed away for free. Plus, you'll get a free vacation voucher. Call now, 1-800-785-9618. That's 1-800-785-9618. In the final analysis, it's their war. They're the ones who have to win it or lose it. We can help them. We can give them equipment. We can send our men out there as advisors, but they have to win it, the people of Vietnam, against the communists. 
Andy Masick is with us. He's the president, the CEO of the Senator John Hines History Center. A new exhibition called The Vietnam War, 1945-1975, appearing now at the History Center. Uh, Andy, uh, of course, we've been talking about the local connection, which a lot of the uh, exhibition is focused on, what Western Pennsylvania contributed, what the response was here locally. Now, a little earlier, you talked about Three Rivers Stadium. It's weird to say this, but, of course, the Steelers have a, have a play in the Vietnam War. Well, they have Rocky Blyer in the Vietnam War. Rocky Blyer was the captain of the Notre Dame football team when he was drafted by the NFL in 1968. He was also drafted by the United States Army in 1968. <laughs> And he had to follow Uncle Sam. So here he's he's got this meal ticket, uh, this, this ticket to play with the Pittsburgh Steelers as a running back. And the Army calls him up. And he goes. He goes proudly. And he uh, he's a specialist in firing a uh, handheld rocket launcher, uh, an M79 grenade launcher. And he's in the thick of combat. And he's wounded by enemy bullets from an AK-47 and grenade fragments. And it looks like he's never going to play again. I mean, it, he's lucky to be alive. And he comes home from Vietnam and he rebuilds. He dedicates himself. Mm-hmm. He Talk about physical therapy. This guy is amazing. And he not only comes back to play again, he helps lead the mm-hmm. the pittsburgh steelers to four super bowl victories uh, along with guys like franco harris and the steel curtain and i mean it takes a team but this guy he was a spark plug uh, he was at notre dame and he was in pittsburgh too what a story what's a great story you and know, those are the stories that i need to hear you yeah. know as someone who was too young to experience vietnam i need the personal thing because it needs to go beyond you know i'm reading something in my history book in 11th grade it needs to be an individual story. Like we were talking about the napalm girl, Kim Fook. When she was a guest on our show, of course, previous to her being on the, on here, I read her book. Well, that changes the whole thing. Yeah, sure because it, it humanizes one, Because it's one person's Does everyone know who the napalm girl is? I mean, we're, we're talking right. like we, we do know. know her. Sure. But, I mean, uh, she was just, uh, I'm trying to think, was she 10 years old? I think she was seven. Seven. And uh, she's in a village and a South Vietnamese plane, uh, an American-made plane with American-made napalm uh, bombs. And napalm is like uh, a jellied uh, petroleum product Mm -hmm. that just burns it sticks to everything and it burns it defoliates jungles but it kills people as well well this south vietnamese plane dropped a napalm bomb it spread out over this village and uh this little girl with her whole family were hiding out uh in the city and they come running out of the flames toward american soldiers who've are horrified at what they see. This little girl with her clothes all burned off, uh, burns on a, a third to half of her body, just screaming for help. You, she couldn't even be touched because her skin was uh, so sensitive and on fire. And, and she, yet she, as resilient as a human being can be, as resilient as Rocky Blyer was, mm-hmm. uh, this little girl uh, survived and came back. And then you got a chance to talk to her. She's featured in our exhibit. But what did yeah. she say to you? Well, I mean, she said so many things to us. But the the one thing I remember, I mean, I, 
one of the things I remember is her talking about being in the hospital at that age. And she was in the hospital for about two years, as I recall, um, and still suffers to this day because of her, the, the burning Scars. on her skin. But her biggest fear at that point, and this just breaks my heart, having daughters and remembering mm. what it was like to be a little girl, is that she would never be beautiful. And so she would never be loved. Mm. And she thought that perpetually it it agon it was in her brain it was mm-hmm. in her reality for years that she was ugly that she was going to be ugly mm-hmm. and that there was no way of escape for her but she did marry and she had children and she has had a, such a beautiful beautiful life mm-hmm. but um but feeling the the deep pain that she experienced that went beyond the physical is part of the story of vietnam well that pain that she exhibited was shown on the covers of every magazine in America, every newspaper in America, on television. Her image of her her agony uh, with the flames behind her uh, really turned America. Uh, it's one of those iconic images of the war that turned public opinion, saying, why are we there? What are we doing? What's the point? Yeah, what's the point? We'll take another quick break. Uh, Andy Masick's with us from the Heinz History Center. Go see the Vietnam War, 1945-1975. It runs through September, but there's so many different exhibitions and films and books and speakers that are part of this. So highly recommend that you show up. The kids across the hall could hear him snoring. Listen to Steve and Carrie's story about Z-Quiet. I can't control it. I would try not to. I would try sleeping in different positions. I'd say, well, let me try wadding the pillow up and putting it behind my head this way, or I'm going to make sure I sleep on my stomach or sleep on my side. And I considered the surgery as well uh, because I figured there's no way some product on TV was going to fix a problem that I had. And so we buy it. It shows up. I put it in. Didn't have any trouble falling asleep. And remember waking up in the same bed and not having been nudged in the middle of the night. Yeah, you forgot it when we went to the cabin. That was not fun. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, the only time he's forgotten to take it on an out-of-town trip, and I, it was like stepping back into time. <laughs> Z-Quiet works for both men and women. Go to GetZQuiet.com and enter promo code SLEEP to save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com, promo code SLEEP to save 20%. That's GetZQuiet.com, promo code SLEEP. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunchilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. If you've been thinking about a new car, there's never been a better time to buy than right now. This month, only Calusi will give you $1,000 above Kelly Blue Book trade-in value on your current vehicle. Plus, you can save up to 20% off the MSRP on select Chevy tracks and Equinox. So remember, you can buy with confidence knowing the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. 
Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. If you're wondering how kids can be truly educated when God, Scripture, and prayer are removed from the classroom, well, wonder no more because you have choices nearby and you'll find them on the map at pittsburghchristianschools.net, pittsburghchristianschools.net. Hi, this is Chud Shulkin. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stefan Tuitt, and pastors Brian Loritz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There will be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages, and dynamic breakout sessions. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Calling all cruisers, the Irwin Business and Professional Association presents their 28th annual Spring Car Cruise on Main Street this Saturday from noon to 5 p.m. Just $10 to enter, so come out, have fun, and discover Irwin, the biggest small town in Pennsylvania. They've earned it. Hey, welcome back. Andy Masick's with us from the Senator John Hines History Center. We're talking about the Vietnam War, 1945-1975. It's the exhibit right now at the History Center. Andy, I was talking about my brother. My brother's uh, Jeff. He's six years older than me. So, you know, when I was 12, he was 18. And he went to Vietnam. And I remember the, the morning that he went to Vietnam, we, we as a family, we slept in. And years later, he would t- tell the story. and He'd say, I can't believe we slept in. And Dad woke me up and said, Hurry up, you're late. And he said, we flew down the parkway to get to the airport. And he said, I was mad because I thought I might die in Vietnam and hear this guy, my dad, is in a big hurry to get me on that plane. Now, while my brother was in Vietnam, my mom, deeply religious, she said novenas every day. She prayed for my brother deeply. And I remember going out as a family when my brother returned after a year in Vietnam. And all of my brothers and sisters were there. And we were thrilled. My brother's a bit of a wild man. He had this beautiful 1967 two-door Chevy Impala with red interior, bucket seats. And before he went to Vietnam, he blew the engine. But while he was in Vietnam, my dad, every night, went out to that garage, and he rebuilt that engine. Mm. And my brother showed up and came off that plane. We all surrounded him. We all cried. My dad said, here's the keys to the car. My brother was like, are you kidding me? And me and my brother got in that car. And I remember my brother on that Parkway West coming back into the Parkway East. He hit that thing 90 miles an hour. <laughs> and he was yelling and screaming. He was like, I am back. It was one of the greatest moments. But now, when we got home... We put up this gigantic sign. My sister and I painted this big sign and put it in front of the house. It said, Welcome Home, Jeff. We drove up the street, and he was like, Oh, take that sign down. Uh, That's embarrassing to me. I don't want people to know that I'm a Vietnam vet. That night, he went out with my other brother-in-law, and they went on drinking. My brother's still wearing his Vietnam, his, his Army uniform. And my brother got into a fight and got the crap beat out of him because he was a Vietnam veteran. Those were the contentious days of what it was like in a nutshell for that guy. You know, that's, it still makes me embarrassed to be uh, an American when I hear stories like that, that so many American soldiers came back and were disrespected. They didn't get the ticker tape parade. They didn't get the love and, and admiration of their country the way the World War II vets. No, uh, so they were the gotten, cause of this. It's right. And here, these were guys doing their duty, and they were doing the best they could in incredibly difficult uh, circumstances. And yet, 
after the My Lai massacre, uh, Lieutenant Calley, uh, many American soldiers uh, took on this cast of, of well, baby killers or murderers, uh, yes, and yes. and it was just untrue. It's unfair to uh, to uh, uh, cast all those soldiers that way. There there were a few bad uh, uh, eggs. And, it's war, and and it was war in the heat of battle. And so today, we owe it to those Vietnam vets mm-hmm. to thank them. Yes. Ask them about their service. Ask them where they served. We work with a lot of veterans, and they say, don't just say, thank you for your service. Mean it. And ask them and thank them because they sacrificed a lot for us and this country. Outstanding. Andy, thank you Mm -hmm. and the Senator John Hines History Center for bringing this exhibition here to Pittsburgh. Uh, Take your kids. Take your wife. All the family show up. Walk through this. It's a... It's bittersweet, I'm sure, in many ways, but it's well worth a visit. It's worth a visit. We'll see you at the History Center. The Vietnam War, 1945-1975, appearing right now in the Strip strip District at the Senator John Hines History Center. We'll take a quick break, come back, and reset for the 5 o'clock hour. We've got lots more ahead on this Friday edition of The Ride Home. WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. President Trump is urging gun rights activists to vote Republican in the 2020 election. Speaking at the NRA's annual convention for the third year in a row, the president warned that his political opponents want to take away your guns. You better get out there and vote. He also announced the U.S. withdrawal from the U.N. Arms Trade Treaty. We will never allow foreign bureaucrats to trample on your Second Amendment freedom. He signed a letter taking the action in front of the NRA crowd before tossing the pen into the audience. Greg Clugston, Washington. Russian Maria Butina will have to serve nine more months in prison on her guilty plea for conspiring to act as an unregistered foreign agent. Butina admitted to covertly gathering intelligence on the National Rifle Association and other groups at the direction of a former Russian lawmaker. On Wall Street, the up by 81 points. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy. Driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exist the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Hall. Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors, wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create my pillows, Giza Dreams bed sheets. Try them once, and you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. And right now, get a special 30% off my pillow dream sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800 391 0954 or place your order at mypillow.com. 60 day money back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. Coming this October to PPG Paints Arena. Don't miss Mercy Me. 
Word FM welcomes Mercy Me, October 4th, with special guest Crowder. Tickets on sale April 29th at 10 a.m. Visit the Arena Box Office at ppgpaintsarena.com or ticketmaster.com. Mercy Me with special guest Crowder on sale April 29th. Welcomed by Word FM. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning think deeply and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation robinson township christian school now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org there's simply no explanation Breakthrough is the feel-good, inspirational movie event audiences around the country are raving about. He just came back to life. Critics are calling it remarkable. A heartwarming story of faith, love, and community. The only fiercest mama bear I've ever known. From the producers of Miracles from Heaven. The power of God's love makes all things possible. Breakthrough. With PG. Parental guidance suggested. Now playing. Only in theaters. As soon as we're back out in our yard... Yep, we get company. Dandelions, lurking crabgrass, and weak-thin grass. But Scott's Turf Builder Triple Action takes care of them all. Now, with one bag, you can kill weeds, prevent crabgrass for up to four months, and feed for greener grass. Triple Action, so your lawn thrives, guaranteed. Only from Scott's. Weeds aren't welcome here. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up a bag of Scott's Triple Action today. Clouds and showers linger through this evening, clearing later on tonight, windy and turning colder. We'll drop to 37. Then tomorrow we stay breezy and cool despite partial sun. High will just be 57. Increasing clouds at tomorrow evening, then rain at times late tomorrow night. Chilly with a low 42. Lingering rain early Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy and cool with a high just 55. With your Rocky Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome. Good to be along on this Friday afternoon for The Ride Home. Kathy will be with me in a second. Here she comes in right now. That's fabulous. Apparently, she went down to her car during the the hour break to grab me a pretzel. Which I'm no. greatly appreciative of. Thank you, John. What's well, yeah. National Pretzel Day? I did not know that. I can't believe you don't keep track of something as no, important I, I as don't. that. This is vital information. So you brought a pretzel in for us to share? Well, there's a little more to the story. Okay. Well, there always is with you, isn't there? I forgot the bag. What do you mean? I forgot the bag of pretzels. Oh, you don't have the pretzels with us. I forgot. You made a big deal. And I, like, okay, I so said, let's... what kind of pretzels? And you got all, all, all mad. Okay. And now the pretzels aren't even here. <laughs> I went down oh. to my... You ran all the way down there. What did you say? You ran all the way down I there know. for nothing. I feel well, like I went mad. out to the car and I looked in the back seat. And, I, and as soon as I looked in the back seat, I realized that they were still on the counter in the kitchen. Oh, my goodness gracious. No. So I ran inside. What did you go? The vending machine? And I went to the vending machine. But wait. <laughs> 
All I had was a 20, and you can only use a 1 or a 5. So I had to borrow $3 from Andy Masick. So, <laughs> wait, I have pretzels. Oh, fabulous. I have pretzels. Here, well, Mike, thank you for uh, your yeah, effort. Yeah, so each of you have a bag of pretzels. Thank nice. you very much. But it's not courtesy of me. No, it's, it's courtesy of Andy Masick. Andy Masick. Because I had to bum cash off of the guy in the lobby. I hope that's not pay for play. <laughs> Right, that somehow we've violated some radio rules here. Yeah, maybe. We made a yeah. guest pay three bucks to get on the air. Exactly. No, get- I told him. I said, "You have. I, I, I'm in desperate straits," and he mm. could see it in my eyes. And he was like, "Oh gosh, for sure." I'm, I'm yeah. So, Mike, I'm holding your your bag right here. Okay. You can Perhaps. have that. You can have. Some. Nope, it's all you. I give you permission. Fabulous. Very nice. Thank you for the supreme effort. That's a what, lot. People. What kind of what brand is that? Just Snyder's. Oh, Snyder's. Don't ask, now Mike. you're the same way. What? All of a sudden, if you don't like no, the brand, no, you don't no. want your pretzels. Well, if, it's that, if it's coming out of the vending machine, then yeah, I want to. I want to know. It's fine. Mike, it's, Sorry. it's very good. Sorry, we were just you. talking about some yokel that took a gordita into a movie theater in the 4 o'clock hour, and oh, now right. you're so like particular about your pretzel variety. National Pretzel Day. Mm-hmm. Very good nice. Good grief. Okay, so speaking of the movies, yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Okay, why? About smuggling food? Yeah, because, you know, I always feel bad when I do it, but uh, more often than not, I do continue to do so, because... It seems like a lot of money to pay. Now, where, you saw this. You saw that there was a study about it, or people no, were just confessing up. Basically, just a friend of mine was talking about it, saying, "Hey, you know, when I go to the movies, I generally take something with me." Like I said, I feel bad about it, but I, I want to do it because I don't want to pay the movie prices. However, I do know this, that the movie companies, they don't get a lot of money for you know showing the films. Your, your $8 or whatever your admission is for the local movie theater goes generally to, back to the companies, right, to Warner Brothers or Universal Art or whomever. The movie companies are making their money on the concessions. So by us sneaking food in, we're going against, you know, we're, we're actually, we're sinning. All right. So that, we're am- sinning. that amount of information is disturbing to me because, of course, I just thought they were ripping me off. No, no. Mm-mm. Which is why I have always, well, from the beginning, I remember going to see Star Wars in, it came out when I was in third grade, I think, or something like that. I was in college. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. But I remember making. I remember air popped, air pop like oh. uh, popcorn poppers had just come on the market. The worst. And so that was like going to be the new wave of popcorn. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I realize that that is a result of sin in the world because yes, no one you. should ever use an air pop thing to make popcorn it's because it's awful. Uh, but that's what we took into Star Wars. I mean, I've been smuggling since I was a small child. Really. And so it was sanctioned by your parents. Oh yeah, they they paved the way for your because sin. Because I think, <laughs> jeez, you guys are heathens. No, they they paved the way. Okay, here's something that you cannot smuggle in, which I always try to buy there. I said I always buy a soda. Well, the thing that I am committed to above all others, all others, is the frozen Coke. Oh, I love a frozen Coke. Now that. There's not a, a beverage on earth mm, yeah. that I think is more glorious than a frozen cup. I, I agree. It is so darn good. outstanding. Now, you can't bring that from home. You can't make a slushy at home. But they sell them at the theater now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's always my go-to. Oh, I see. So now when I was growing up, they never had that in the movie theater. You could only get no, no. that at 7-Eleven or Hills. or No, you got them at Village Dairy <laughs> with, the with dairy. a little spoon. But I love the fact that you can get them at the movie theater. Oh, now. Yeah. So that's always a go-to. They've come a long, long way. So are you saying that I need to stop smuggling? Is that no, no, you no, brought no, this no, up no, no. because this is like an ethics shaming situation? Well, it is ethically wrong to smuggle food into the theater. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it, yeah. It's well, it's in some ways you can make John, a case that it's theft. D- no, it's theft. You are <laughs> robbing. You are, listen. It is. It's you are robbing the. No. 
I'm, look, I'm not, I think that's a little bit of a stretch, not, Mike. No, 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 I no. Think so too. Because if you want to have a beverage, There's a lot of moralizing going on in here. No, no. If you want to have a snack, a you should pay. I'm not. Com- I'm just telling you the facts here, you guys. Right. <laughs> I mean, listen. I'm raising my hand. I am complicit in this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right down the line, I am okay. complicit. But they're hoping to make a profit on your presence. By selling you overpriced Reese's. Okay, well, what about my $6 frozen Coke? She's compensating. Well, okay, that's fine. But if you were truly right down the line, if you were a straight edger in every way possible, you would not do what you're doing. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you do know me, right? I I do. (laughs) And I know myself. And we are cut from the same cloth. I mean, I took a whole Panera salad into the last movie we went to together. Yeah. I think think it's okay. I think you'll be fine, Kathy. I mean, really? Well, look how many years the, the movie theaters are still they're still around. I mean, yes, they're they're declining because not, of Netflix. You can't and stuff justify like that. it because of longevity. Yeah, you can. No, you can't. They're still around. It's still wrong. Kathy's still getting her slushies, her, her Pepsi's, her Coke slushies. That's right. I sure am. And she's watching a movie, and she can still do it today. Look, I'm just saying, you know right from wrong, and by sneak, you, just the very fact. This is rough. This just, is supposed to be the Friday edition. Just the fact that you're saying, I'm sneaking it in, what's, I'm sneaking what's, something. What's, what's the, the craziest sound, thing that you've snuck in? A hoagie. A hoagie? <laughs> mm-hmm. A hoagie? Where'd you put that in your like, like breast pocket? What? First of all, no one's <laughs> wanding you as you walk in. Here's what you do. You put the hoagie in like, you know, lengthwise and you just hold your hand at the bottom just to hold it up. And if somebody asks, you kind of go, uh, that's my, uh, that's my goiter. Heart. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little hoagie goiter going there. Hey, you go to Rudy's and grab yourself a little Italian sub. Why was the most outrageous thing you smuggled in, Mike? Uh, better not comment. Oh, oh wait a minute. What is that? What is it? It was. <laughs> oh, this is. Oh, this be... is. Oh, I, I can't wait. What do you now. got? Come on. What do you got? Two hot dogs and M and M's. Two hot dogs. Yeah. Two. Where did you put two hot dogs? And one in either pocket. Yeah, you put it in a Ziploc bag. Oh yeah, sure. Were they cold? They were kind of cold. By the time I got there, that's yeah, disgusting. So like a dollar hot dog from Sheets. Did you yeah. have condiments? No, you know. Yeah, I, had, I actually did. I had I had ketchup and mayo. Here's the deal. Ketchup and mustard uh, con- condiments and. Busted that thing open during the uh, previews. In the amount of time that it took you to eat the hot dog, you could have had that walking from the car into the theater. I mean, that's what I would have done. Yeah, yeah but it's true. more fun to eat while, while you're watching. Yeah. Not while it's yeah. cold. Okay, here, so here's the thing. I, and maybe this is, feeds into my mania for always having to have a snack that I've purchased when I watch something in the movie. <clears> throat> when throat> I'm watching something at home, like if I, if I sit down at the end you're of the day something. and I'm going to watch an hour of Bosch, which, by the way, latest season – Unbelievably good. I started watching it. Doesn't he suck you in? Right away. He's so awesome. Episode one, I'm there. Titus Welliver. Yeah. He is supreme. Anyway, I have to eat something while I'm watching Bosch. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have to. I have to eat something while I'm watching But I don't care if I'm eating carrots and hummus. It has to be something. That's why this country has got a weight problem. <laughs> Right? Because we're streaming. Oh, now it's a weight problem. Wait, wait. First of all, I had bad morality. Now I'm putting on the pounds. Oh, I'm glad I came back from Houston. <laughs> well, you were down a few. You were down a few pounds, weren't you? Now you're just back to par. You, you treat us with, with gifts, with pretzels and everything, and you get all this bash. You said hummus and carrots. Hey, before we uh, introduce our next guest, mm-hmm. I do want to tell you, John, that even though you're a jerk, your weekend's begun. Who, me? <laughs> what are you saying? I'm a jerk. <laughs> it's 13 minutes past the 5 o'clock hour on a Friday afternoon. 
Well, yes. maybe not in this corner of the world. All's not right and well. Not, <laughs> For the first time ever. <laughs> just saying that. A little grumpy. Anyway, coming up next, we're going to talk about intimacy, modesty, and social media. And maybe the things you don't say to your co-host. It's okay. April Lawson coming up next. Hey, wait, wait. Mike's making noises. Is there. he? He's doing a thing. He's what? saying. We're extending this? Yeah. What? We're what? Ext- we have to do a dance? No, we're, we're, we're out of here, thing. Mike. I'm sorry. No, just- he's, no, he says we have to talk maybe about how great it's going to be when we talk to April. And we're going to talk about the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference also coming up this hour. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay. And also, did you know that uh, Pink, the performer, has decided that she's no longer posting anything about her children because other moms in America are so mean to oh, her on social media. Mommy shaming. Mommy shaming. Oh, I thought you were going to say something like Pink was no longer going to be an acrobat, which is not. I really don't like that. I think it's admirable. I just don't get it. I think it's kind of shocking so much so that I like it. I don't – if I want to go see Pink, I'm going to go see Pink because she's singing. If I want to go to the circus, I'm going to go because people are climbing on but ropes. But isn't it cool that she can do both things? It may, it's disconcerting to me. First of all, I'm fearful for her life and I want her to hit the song properly. So the two combined do not make a really pleasant experience for me. All right. It just makes me anxious. That's and, all. And Oh, wait. We need to pick up somebody on the – oh. Oh, is Pink calling? No. Okay. No. All right. We'll take a break. Come all back. Right. We got more ahead. For this the, is uh, going to be a good hour. Holy smokes. The final hour of the week. I'm all anxious here. I just, you were gone in Houston. I was nice and calm. And all of a sudden, I'm like. <laughs> okay. Oh, wait, now. Oh, so, <laughs> now we get to talk to Marsha. <laughs> hey, Marsh. So, something new here, wow, Marsha. Wow, all of a sudden, Marsha was there right away. I was away. looking for Hi, like, a nice little Easter ham sandwich, Hi, and all of a sudden, what the heck's going on? Marsh, good to see you. <laughs> Springhouse. We sure did. A week ago today, I was out hanging out with you guys, and there were about like 20,000 people inside the Springhouse. Yeah, yeah. And then I said to Mike <laughs> on Sunday or Monday, I said, Hey, Mike, how was your Easter? He said, Oh, my goodness gracious, for the first time ever, I had a Springhouse ham. So, first time ever, congratulations, Mike. You're, once you've had a Springhouse ham, you're never going back. Never, ever. <laughs> That's good. I love to hear that. You got that <laughs> right. That's wonderful. So, Marsh, what do you guys have going now that Easter is in the past? What's next? Uh, Easter is behind us and moving forward into spring, right? So yes. we have Mother's Day coming up and Farm Heritage Day. Kathy's going to come milk a cow. We have Memorial Day, chicken barbecue. But what's happening on the phones right now is that people are calling like crazy to schedule their graduation party with the spring house. Oh. And a lot of them are having smoked ham, too. <laughs> As well they should. Because nothing says graduation like a smoked ham. That's what I say. That's right. And they're getting hot roast beef, and they're getting Italian lasagna, Mm. and fresh fruit salad, and coleslaw, and fresh salads, all kinds of different fresh salads, and cookies, and cakes, and salads, and hot dishes, and we're just so excited to be a part of so many people's fun celebrations. Outstanding. Well, listen, don't let this opportunity go by. If you've got a grad in your family, make sure that you have the Springhouse Cater at springhousemarket.com online. Marsha in the Springhouse, always something good at the Springhouse. 101.5 WORD. What are your kids doing this summer? Well, Focus on the Family is offering them a free downloadable PDF of Wooten's Wacky Word Games and Activities for hours of fun. You could also win the Adventures in Odyssey Summer Family Getaway in Colorado Springs. This is so awesome. Enter today for the Adventures in Odyssey VIP Experience Getaway. Go to wordfm.com slash adventure. She's coming to the Pittsburgh East Campus of Amplify Church. It's an evening with Amy Grant. A night of inspiration, stories, songs, and more. Saturday, May 4th. 
Tickets are going fast at itickets.com. Don't miss an evening with Amy Grant. Coming May 4th to the Pittsburgh East Campus of Amplify Church. On sale now. New message. Your social security number has been suspended. If you do not contact us, your account will be deactivated. Scammers are aggressive when they contact a potential victim. Social Security Administration employees will never threaten you for information or promise benefits in exchange for information. In those cases, the call is fraudulent and you should just hang up. Don't provide any personal or financial information to these thieves. Call the Social Security Fraud Hotline at 1-800-269-0271. Hi, this is Carrie. I'm so excited for May 5th. Why? Because it's Compassion Sunday. My family sponsored a child a couple of years ago on Compassion Sunday at our church, and it's been the best thing we have ever experienced. And I'm excited because I want you to have that same experience. Would you join us? Just go to Compassion.com slash Sunday to find a church near you that's hosting Compassion Sunday. That's Compassion.com slash Sunday. Pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. If wisdom teeth come in properly and meet the right conditions, they are generally safe to keep. But left unchecked, they can put you at risk for gum disease, tooth decay, and damage to adjacent teeth. Some wisdom teeth grow in at such an angle that they never break through the gum, which can lead to tooth decay, gum disease, cysts, and tumors. These impacted teeth can only be seen on x-rays, so the damage they may cause can go undetected if they are not checked by a dental professional. Some people just don't have enough room for another tooth in their mouth, so their wisdom teeth can affect adjacent teeth when they come in. This can make it difficult to chew, difficult to keep them all clean, and misalign your teeth. Not all wisdom teeth need to be removed, but they all do need to be monitored by an oral and maxillofacial surgeon. Find a surgeon near you for a complete examination. If your wisdom teeth do need to be removed, the procedure can be done in an office setting with minimal post-operative pain and swelling. Remember, pain or no pain, your wisdom teeth should be checked every year. Find your local oral and maxillofacial surgeon at myoms.org. Online's weird, right? I mean, everybody, you know this to be true. Whether you're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, you name your platform, it's just very odd. And, and so you wonder how it, I mean, it's one thing to be an adult to navigate through online, but what's it like to be a tween or a teen and see your life there exposed yeah well but here's the thing it's not that your life is there and exposed it's like your life is there exposed because you exposed yourself but you i'm sure that you must feel compelled because everyone else is doing that right, right? so Which you, you want to so be part weird. of the crowd so why would you why are we doing this i think is the question i don't know well look do you have do you ever read some people's posts and you think oh my gosh i wish i didn't know that oh more often than not how about this? Have you done this? I've done this recently where there was, a, you know, when you first joined Facebook, and I don't know how long I've been on Facebook, I don't know, seven, eight years, whatever. Then I was like, oh, I'm posting this, I'm posting this. Now, the longer I'm on, the less and oh, less sure. I post. For sure. I just, I'm kind of over it. Right. And I wonder if we've reached that as adults, but as kids, you know, most kids are not on Facebook, right? They're, no. They're elsewhere. Yeah. There are other platforms. Right. Yeah, but to your point. Well, I just wonder what it is that we were choosing to reveal very personal things about ourselves and our lives and our struggles. And I wonder if that type of self-revelation is not actually 
inappropriate, too much. And so then when we reveal our deepest feelings in that way and then don't get the response back we want, then it's upsetting. Um, and that we feel rejected or we don't feel encouraged enough or we feel like we're being judged or whatever. I, I wonder I'm if these are the that. things that are percolating in the minds of Americans, especially young girls who are flocking to emergency rooms with suicidal thoughts by the tens of thousands. April Lawson is with us. April is the associate director of Weave, the social fabric project at the Aspen Institute. April, welcome back. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. How are you guys? Real good, thanks. Real We're good. well. And, you know, April, I was just looking at a story today about Pink, uh, the performer, and mm-hmm. she was on mm-hmm. the Ellen uh, show a couple days ago saying that she will no longer post photos of her two children who look like they're maybe mm-hmm. three and six. Um, she -hmm. said it's all because of nasty mom shaming. So she Mm. had posted a photograph apparently of she and both of her children when they were on vacation in some tropical paradise. paradise. And, um, wherever they were, they had like an open door and a pelican flew in to their room and their kids, her kids were so excited and she was so excited. And so there's this photograph of her with her two kids in the pelican and her husband took it. Right. And it's just like, it's in a room and it's, it's really funny. But the thing was, it happened so quickly that her son didn't, who was two years old, didn't have his pants on. Okay. He was swimming. And so he just, and all of a sudden there was the pelican and they're at the beach and, you know, he's two years old and Mm -hmm. a lot of two-year-old boys don't want to wear pants. I mean, if you've ever been around two-year-old boys, you know, that's what, anyway, she started getting flooded with people who were criticizing Uh. her for having him circumcised. What? Yes. I'm I'm not even kidding you. Holy smokes. And she just lost her mind. And she said, I'm done with social media. I'm done with it. I'm done with having my kids on social media. I cannot believe what people have sent me in the last 12 hours about my two-year-old son. When I'm supposed, the whole reason I posted this is because the bird was cool, right? And a pelican flew into my living room on right. vacation. Um, and uh-huh. so th- that's just one of those things where someone is posting something. They want to let you the reason we do it is we want to let our larger group of friends, and you can put that in air quotes if you mm-hmm. want, into something mm-hmm. that we think is important or profound mm-hmm. or funny or whatever it is, something that has changed us or affected us in some way. And then when we don't get the response we want, then we're either angry or depressed or anxious or in despair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, I mean, <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think that, like, it's pretty much everybody these days, like, just recognizes that online is just really strange and crazy and leads to some very serious problems. And it's not even, it feels like this thing that we let out of the box and it just, we can't get it back in. I am, I am the same as Pink and, and maybe you guys in that I uh, really don't use social media much at all anymore. In fact, I, I literally closed some of my accounts recently. And it's because it just feels, well, I mean, there are a number of reasons. One of them is that I actually feel lonelier, not less lonely after reading through mm. my newsfeed. And I just think that there's um, there's something about it. It's It has to do with privacy and intimacy and vulnerability. And it's this strange thing where, as you say, we're posting these extremely vulnerable or, or personal things all the time, but not in a context where there's actually necessarily a real relationship. And... I think, you know, um, John, you mentioned uh, teenagers, and one of the sad facts in our world right now in, in our country is that uh, teen suicide is up 70%. Wow. 
and that's yeah it's it's really bad um and it's uh that has happened over roughly the same time that social media has come on the scene and it just you know it's not that there is i haven't seen a study that definitively proves the link but it seems pretty it's a very strong correlation and i think that's partly because you know um you're when you're a teenager uh you don't even really know who you are and you're trying to figure that out and then you're the people who really matter to you are your peers and so then there's this strange uh medium social media where you um post really personal things but in a way that isn't um you you sort of become a performed version of yourself yes. not your real self right. and then people and it's it's confusing even to know where the line is there because you don't have a real sense of yourself necessarily and the um and then you're never possibly good enough, right? There's no way to feel like you're good enough when everyone else is posting um, you know, their highlights. Uh, and so I also think, um, Kathy, you said something interesting a second ago about exposure. Personally, I sort of think that even if people don't react differently than you want them to, I sort of think that the exposure itself is bad mm-hmm. because real intimacy is supposed to have stages, right? You start, <laughs> the easiest metaphor here is romance. You start by going on a date, right? And then you, you know, move a little further and maybe you hold hands, whatever. But like the, you can follow it down, but it's just, it's not, we aren't really, I don't think we were created to expose our inner lives and our personal lives um, immediately or for other people's sort of casual consumption. Mm, and right. I just think that's particularly, particularly damaging for, for people who don't really have a clear sense of themselves yet and for whom what their peers say just means everything, you know? Let me go back to Pink, and I'm reading from Allure.com. Uh, Pink said that the whole situation where people were, as she called it, mom-shaming her um, because of the photograph mm-hmm. she posted about her son, she said the whole situation made her very emotional and led to her decision to no longer share this part of her life on social media. Quote, I mm-hmm. cried so hard after that because I like to share my family. It's my proudest achievement in my whole life. I'm prouder of my mm-hmm. kids than anything I've ever done. And now I won't share them anymore. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. she's gone from wanting everybody to see her kids, to be able to tell everybody. And I'm not saying she's trying to use her kids as a prop or anything like that. Of I'm course, saying that she's a mom and she loves her kids and they're, she thinks they're super yeah. cute and they're fun and they have a great family. And like that's that could be any of us on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram mm-hmm. or whatever your the platform of choice is. But now mm-hmm. she's actually – now there's an anger response. Now there's resentment. Now there's broken relationship. And now all of a sudden she's mama bear trying to protect her cubs from the predator. Right. Right. Totally. And it's, you know, one of the things about social media is that it there's something about anonymity and, and just not being face-to-face with people. I feel like there are brain systems that just don't come online that are the, <laughs> they're the brain systems that, that tell you to treat other people. I think it's just empathy, basically, like empathy and seeing that the other person is a human being. I th- they've done studies that show that if, um, you know, if somebody uh, types something and then sees um, a sad face or a hurt face or something in response to what they've said, they, they behave really differently than if, you know, it just goes off into the void and pink is a celebrity, right? So she's a huge target. And, um, yeah, I just, uh, people seem to, um, have this belief that they can say anything, you know, it's not even that people would say that it's not that the people who sent, who are sending her those nasty messages would say, I feel like I, I can say anything to pink, but 
they behave that way because somehow the parts of them that know that they shouldn't don't kick in. Mm, and I don't know. Interesting. Right. So, that, okay. Yeah. So, so there's it. some kind of gate that's supposed to be down that's up instead. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. And, I, and you know, it's hard, I imagine, if you're a celebrity, right? Because, like, how do you have a normal social life anyway? And one of the things about social media is that it makes us all, like, many celebrities for our um, our little – and, and uh, this idea actually comes from a friend of mine named Yvonne Levin, but it, it's just really interesting because you become a celebrity to your friends and family, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they become your, your sort of paparazzi – you're your own paparazzi, and then they, they like, are fans of you – which is okay, but it's just not how relationships are sort of have been for most of human history. And I think it's not that surprising that it, it causes a lot of problems. Right. Sure. And the fact that, um, that social media creates celebrity and has it, it, it's the heart of what social media is, makes it such that Pink and you and John and I are really no different. I mean, she has a lot more followers, right. but we have the same problems. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and celebrity, um, uh, I read one definition of it, that it's being known for being well-known, uh, which is to say it, it's this sort of fascination. It's, it's a little like voyeurism in a way. Like it's, it's not about really deeply knowing a person. It's something else. And it's hard to pin down exactly what it is, but it's, it, uh, you know, it's more like just watching their every move uh, as opposed to trying to know their heart, I feel. Um, although I would also say that I think the reason, one of the reasons this, there's so much of this in our culture is that people are really lonely, right? The statistics tell us that, um, you know, people feel like they have fewer, fewer people they have important conversations with than ever before. They don't know their neighbors as well. They have fewer friends. Um, and so I think probably people are lonely and they're looking to, to fill that need anywhere they can. And Facebook seems pretty appealing then, but the problem is it just it can never quite meet that need because it's not real intimacy. It's some sort of strange substitute. That's April Lawson. April, we always enjoy our conversations with you. They happen every month. April Lawson's the Associate Director of Weave, the Social Fabric Project at the Aspen Institute. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tun Chilkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now during Truck Month, current GM lessees can save $11,490 off the MSRP on select 2018 Silverado pickups or take advantage of 0% APR financing for up to 72 months. Must qualify. You can buy with confidence knowing that the team at Calusi has been serving Pittsburgh for over 100 years. Check them out at Calusi.com. Chevrolet. Buy new roads. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a million dollars 
$1,000 of affordable term life for you. All you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Hi, this is Touch Elkin. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stefan Tuitt, and pastors Brian Loretz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There'll be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages, and dynamic breakout sessions. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at Man Up pittsburgh.org hosted by urban impact and brought to you locally by chick-fil-a of pittsburgh now that the easter break is over at grove city college like it is over all colleges across the country everyone now the students are looking forward to final exams and you know you've been to college whether it's been just a few years ago or decades ago everybody knows what it's like (laughs) to suffer through the fear and the anxiety Uh. of college final exams the year is coming to a close hallelujah but those finals, that is a whole other rub. Yeah, and here's the thing. It's important to be able to be balanced when you're working that hard. Yes. And I think one of the problems in our current society is that we're raising kids who aren't balanced. They're either way too driven and they have all sorts of emotional problems because of that, or they're too lazy. They're watching, you know, you're doing video games and hanging out in your basement with instead of working. We want something in the middle where we want healthy kids who can work really hard and be well prepared while at the same time being able to not have that tax them to a point where they're unhealthy. That's the point that Grove City College is going for because they want to give kids not just the support of faculty, which they have during finals, the support of the counseling staff there if it's needed, but they also have a great college community of friends willing to come alongside each other and get through a period like finals, which is hard for everybody. I'm into that. Finals are underway at Grove City College. Think about next year, gcc.edu. Clouds and showers linger through this evening. Clearing later on tonight, windy and turning colder. We'll drop to 37. Then tomorrow we stay breezy and cool despite partial sun. High will just be 57. Increasing clouds tomorrow evening, then rain at times late tomorrow night. Chilly with a low 42. Lingering rain early Sunday, otherwise mostly cloudy and cool with a high just 55. With your Anki Weather Forecast, I'm meteorologist Frank Strait. Pittsburgh Prayer Conference is underway May 2nd and 3rd at Christ Church at Grove Farm, the National Day of Prayer Celebration. Joining us from Geneva College is Professor Jonathan Watt. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, John. I appreciate that. John, it's kind of funny to talk about prayer sometimes because it's this it's this intensely personal thing, but it's also a thing that we do corporately. And so when you when you are thinking of a conference or some kind of training thing, you kind of have to think about prayer, Jonathan, on different levels maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think one of the things I like to go back to is something that has always surprised me, and that is that the uh, circle that Jesus is working with tightly, you know, people we like to think of as, oh, they, they knew what was going on. They were the apostles. They they admit to him, you know, teach, teach us to pray. Uh, they're admitting to him that this is something they don't find easy to do. And that's always surprising to me mm-hmm. because they're living in a religious environment. 
terms, and and one in which they've they've got their their Jewish scriptures, they've got the the leaders of their communities who are doing this, and yet they're saying to Jesus, we need help with this. And I like to come back to that. I, I often in my mind come back to thinking, okay, so if they need that help, it's okay for me to admit I need that help. And and the other one I often come back to is the the man who is is needing help for his unwell son, and Jesus says, you know, do you believe that I can take care of this? And he says, I do believe, but help my unbelief. And I like to fall back on both of these and say, okay, there were people then, and there's people today, and there's me today, and I also need help and encouragement and examples to look at, and and that's a great place, I think, to start is our sense of need. Yes. So, Jonathan, you could fill a library, I'm sure, with a number of books that have been written about prayer as if there is some sort of magic formula to all this. But Mm -hmm. they're really, I mean, other than the Lord reciting, telling us the Lord's prayer, we, I think oftentimes we, especially as Christians, we make things too complex. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the ways, again, that I like to sort of one of my favorite fallbacks is uh, someone I think probably originally inspired by not not exactly the words, but the general contents of the Lord's Prayer, uh, you know, talks about, you know, this acrostic, the acts of prayer, mm-hmm. A-C-T-S. I like that. It's helpful. You know, adoration, time to recognize God as God, uh, time to admit and confess what we need to put out about ourselves, uh, time to be appreciative and thankful, ACT, thankful, uh, appreciative and thankful for what we have and what we are and what we're being used for. And of course, it does include supplication, the, the time to be able to say, uh, please, please give, provide and make available. And I think that's been, again, very helpful so that it says, uh, let's be about all these things so we don't just focus on one of those. And I, again, I, I often relate it in my mind to a uh, relationship with children. We have we have four children now that are all grown up, and we're already into the grandparent phase of this. But as I look back to when my kids were young, uh, I took it as a norm that you know parents interact with children and they interact with them about you know whatever's out there. It's it's a normal thing to do. So on those occasions when sometimes I would I would step home after a day of work and my kids would suddenly be at, hey, I want this and help me with this and take care of this. I didn't tune those things out, but I would try to say, hey, uh, can we just get reacquainted for the day and let's put everything in a context and, and then we'll go at the needs as we need to. So there's a there's a holism there that I think is a good thing. Nice. Professor Jonathan Watt from Geneva College is with us. The Pittsburgh Prayer Conference National Day of Prayer Celebration May 2nd and 3rd. Get your free tickets right now at wordfm.com, Christchurch at Grove Farm. You'll hear speakers like John Guest, Ed Glover, Jonathan Watts, who's with us right now, Jeff Stevenson, all about prayer for these two full days, May 2nd and 3rd. We're talking to Dr. Jonathan Watt, professor of New Testament at Geneva College and also on part-time faculty at RPTS right here in the city of Pittsburgh. Jonathan, it's so frustrating to me when I try to assess my own prayer life because I know there are times that it has been vibrant and honest and, you know, life-giving. And and then there are times when it's just so rudimentary or I just get Mm -hmm. so unbelievably frustrated with myself. I feel like if I would grade myself on my prayer life, I'd easily get an F. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, join the club. Right. It, it's a big club and uh, has, has a lot of friends in it. Um, it. It does seem to reflect the ups and downs of our life, uh, the times when things go smoothly. Although it, it's interesting, sometimes it's an inverse proportion, isn't it? Sometimes we're strongest in, in our devotional time when we're feeling weakest and most vulnerable in our life in general. And then, of course, times when life goes smoothly and uh, that, that little self-deceit slips in and we uh, forget that we are still vulnerable and limited. So, I boy, I, just, I would just echo what you say, and that certainly has been my experience, and I appreciate people who encourage me in the right direction rather than those who, you know, try try and beat a person into, into the right way, don't you? Yeah, and so then maybe we go back to where you started, which was we, is, should our model be the disciples? Like, Lord, teach us to pray. Show us how to do this. Oh, I think so. I think so. Now, of course, the other side of the disciples is this uh, responsiveness that they have, both in the in the course of their lives and the things that they're doing, but also, and I'm thinking particularly of Paul, of course, who writes the most uh, that we know of from the New Testament, uh, who who is uh, just talking about the different things he's doing, reminding us he's sometimes interceding for people, he sometimes is so appreciative and thankful for them, uh, sometimes he's plumbing the depths of things he doesn't know and maybe doesn't yet know why they have to be that way, but he's trying to be faithful in the middle of it. There's a real approachability, I think, of the apostle in those regards. You know, he knows so much and builds on it, and then there are things he just he just can't see the big picture, um, and we can't either. We're talking with Jonathan Watt from Geneva College about the Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, May 2nd and 3rd. Jonathan, before you leave us, the conference itself is geared for a wide swath of people, whether they are what I would call professional Christians, people who are pastors like yourself, people who work in the church, or just regular folks who are interested in tools, techniques perhaps, just a stronger encouragement on how to pray properly. Can you talk about that wide swath of people? Oh, I can at least uh, talk as many as I know who are coming, and uh, I, I think because when people are in service, they're they're facing hills that they don't yet know how to cross over. And so they're on the one hand thinking, you know, I'm, I'm setting a vision for where we need to go. And on the other, I don't totally know what that what that vision is going to look like. So I think if people can come with a commitment to wherever their calling is, but also with a teachability that says, look, we're, we're part of a family of people and everyone has their diverse gifts and insights, uh, we can enrich each other. And that just seems like a great way for a family to, to treat itself. Very nice. These promises, this promises to be two very deep diving days about prayer. The Pittsburgh Prayer Conference, National Day of Prayer Celebration, May 2nd and 3rd, Christ Church at Grove Farm. Tickets are free online right now at wordfm.com. And of course, for more information as well. Jonathan, thanks so much. Look forward to the prayer conference. Thank you both.
101.5 WORD. With more fun for your family. Always fun. It's Word FM Family Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone. It's really fun. We're taking over the roller rink and bringing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music along for you to skate to. My whole family loves it. My kids love it. Isn't it great? We'll have great prize giveaways, too. Bring your roller skates if you've got them or rent a pair there. It's fun for your church group, youth organization, or your whole family. Spending time with family. That's my favorite thing to do. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone, Neville Island, this Wednesday from 6.30 till 9. Let's go have fun. Get details and directions at wordfm.com slash skate. It's where the Sahara meets the Nile and the Mediterranean Sea. Only here exist the perfect conditions for growing the finest cotton in the world. I'm John Hall. Nowhere else can you find cotton so luxuriously soft and light, yet super strong and able to hold deep, vibrant colors, wash after wash. It's this very cotton Mike Lindell has used to create my pillows, Giza Dreams bed sheets. Try them once, and you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. And right now, get a special 30% off my pillow dream sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com and be sure to use promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary for the 2019 Shaft Lectures, May 1st at 4.30 and 7.30 p.m. This year, featuring Dr. James K.A. Smith, Professor of Philosophy at Calvin College, an award-winning author and regular contributor to the Wall Street Journal, New York Times, and Christianity Today. Dr. Smith will address discerning the spirits of formation on the centrality and risk of Christian practices. Free and open to the public. Get details at pts.edu. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, Find extreme accessories for all your dirty jobs, like hauling landscape supplies. Protect your vehicle with spray-on bed liners, tonneau covers, weather tech floor liners, and more. Say goodbye to dirt and grime inside and out with extreme detailing. Plus, lift kits, electronics, and remote starters. Always a favorite. Extreme car and truck in Bridgeville. For the extreme in all of us. At extremetruck.net. They didn't teach us this in Bible college. A family in my church has asked me to help with their son who's addicted to heroin. They're in a serious crisis, and I'm so busy with everything else at the church. How do I help them? For over 50 years, Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge has come alongside local pastors to help them in the fight against addiction in their congregations. Call 724-265-4100 now. Western Pennsylvania Adult and Teen Challenge, bringing wholeness to the hopeless. Stay in history. South Africans began going to the polls in the country's first election that was open to all. A great day of celebration. And four days of voting later, Nelson Mandela became the president. Can you believe that? That's one of the greatest stories. One of the most beautiful stories. It really is. It really is. You don't believe there's redemption in the world? Oh, my gosh. Well, Nelson then, Mandela. read that story. And he led that country without malice or yep. any anger, resentment. It really united things. So mm-hmm. it's a great day in history. It really is. Also, it's National Pretzel Day. Very nice. And we're celebrating... Um, Courtesy of Andy Masick, because I I put a bag, well, I thought I put a bag of pretzels in the car so that I could bring them and, and gift John and new Mike. And then I went down to get them at the five o'clock news break, realized didn't I didn't have them, mm-hmm. and then had to bump $3 off of Andy Masick. <laughs> That's okay. President of the Heinz History Center. So uh, on the pretzel bag, the Snyders of Hanover mini pretzels, there's a big uh, tag, 
non-GMO project verified. Exactly, because that was important to me. I didn't want to give you guys a GMO pretzel What's for National mean? Pretzel what, Day. Why would I even care? Well, it Why would I care about that? If you were allergic to GMOs, you'd care. It has to do with the wheat that is used to make the pretzel. Okay, fine. Does that make you mad? No. Okay, so if you were picking your favorite pretzel, favorite kind of pretzel, would you have one that pops to mind? Well, I want those big soft pretzels. Hot. Me too. That's my favorite. I want an Annie Ann's. Yeah. Do you? Wait, what? what, That's not my favorite. No, the guy used to come here from- Pittsburgh pretzels. Yeah. Is that what they're called? The, the uh, Pittsburgh pretzel? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a right? good pretzel. Uh, that is a delicious oh, I think so too. pretzel. Where are they? Well, there's a new one, newish, within the last couple of years on Babcock Boulevard in the North Hills. Really? Very close to my house, which Pittsburgh. prompted me to think that perhaps on my way home, might I might snag a couple really? to celebrate National Pretzel Day. Well, Maybe you already have some at home, don't you? Well, yeah, but they're in a bag. They're sourdough ones in a bag. Oh, oh, oh I see what you're yeah. saying. You want the, I, yeah, I think want the real pretzel. deal. Okay, so you would choose a soft pretzel I would, first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you dip that in something? Well, I mean, if I had if I had like cheese. Oh, would you would you dip it in cheese? I love cheese like that. Really? See, I wouldn't dip it in mm, cheese. That's good stuff. Would you dip it in cheese, Mike? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Well, what I are you can't have dip it in? without cheese or caramel. Caramel? Caramel? Oh, yeah. What? I would never do caramel on a pretzel. Dip it in caramel? Oh, I I do, yeah, it's really good. I'd do an apple with caramel. Well, that'd be delicious. Mm, it is, yeah. What about a pumpernickel pretzel? The hard ones, those Oh, sticks? those are my favorite. My favorite with French onion dip. That is delicious. Oh. That is so good. Those yep. pumpernickel I things agree. are awesome. What if you just used hummus? Mm. I'd be happy to do that. It's oh, delicious. Fine. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, it's uh-huh. good. I wonder if there's like a pretzel diet. You know, there's all kind of diets. <laughs> How about you see the thing recently? The guy uh, over Lent was on a beer diet. Yes, and he, and he lost like fifty yes. pounds. That's the How do you on, do that? That's the only thing he ingested for Lent. That's was sick. Beer. That is so. Sick. Yeah, all of a sudden he's like a dude in the Middle Ages, <laughs> right? right? That's and he lost fifty pounds. Yeah, he did. Jeez. He what? did. All right. What about the sourdough hard ones that I was going to bring you? Oh, I like those okay, a lot. Okay, see, I think that's a good choice. Yeah, yeah. And you mix that with a Coke. Oh, very nice. Yeah. You're and again, up. I like some dip. Uh, or how about, dip. how about some mustard, some brown mustard on your pretzel? You like that? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Oh, we used to do it all oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, but it has to be a soft pretzel to do the mustard. No, I don't mind yeah. that. Yeah, I don't want to put a hard. No, no, I don't no. want to put pretzel on a hard or mustard on a hard pretzel. Just do a little dipping there. You're no. good to go. I don't want to do National that. National Pretzel Day. We salute you. The pretzel shop on the south side. Oh, that's on East Carson pre- Street. Listen, you go across the Birmingham Bridge from Oakland. Take a left. It's oh, on your right. Oh. Is that the guy who would show up here with those no, pretzels? No, I don't know. That's a different place. But I just want to highlight the, what's it called? Pittsburgh Pretzel Company? Nope. The Pretzel Shop. The Pretzel Shop. Okay. Listen, well, wait, drop it, what you're doing and go there. Is it Auntie Anne's? Is that what? That's the one. That's the chain that's in the mall yeah. or the or the airport. Mm-hmm. Well, how about when they do like the cinnamon pretzels? I can't stand. Oh. No. No. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah that, I'm yeah. doing that. <laughs> oh, I'm doing, yeah. Heck yeah. I'd be happy to do that. Oh, no, I don't like that. No, that's fine by me. Mm. What about the uh, cinnamon roll people? What are they called? The Cinnabon. Oh, that's it. Oh, my gosh. That's good, too. That, listen. <laughs> food courts that's crush so me. Good. That would make oh, me physically well, sick. I love that. Mall food courts just... If I'm, if I'm ever on a diet, I'm oh. never walking through no, One time I got off like an international flight. I was flying somewhere, and I came in, and the airport, it was like 9 o'clock in the morning, and they had the Cinnabon. I was like, I need to have one of those. And I ate that like in three minutes, then I was sick. Of course you were. Oh, that was horrific. I was in an airplane for like 12 hours, and that was the first thing I ate. I thought, that was a bad move. The smell gets you. Oh, yeah, exactly, Mike. We need to step away so John can collect himself after right. that horrible memory. <laughs> when we come back, five things to do in Pittsburgh this weekend.
this is Tud Shulkin. Join me and head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin, Steelers players Vance McDonald and Stefan Tuit, and pastors Brian Loritz and Ed Glover for Man Up Pittsburgh on Saturday, June 8th at Victory Family Church in Cranberry. Man Up is a day for all men to work on becoming the best godly leaders they can be. There will be free food, fellowship, worship, powerful messages, and dynamic breakout sessions. From high schoolers to grandfathers, this is for you. Register today at manuppittsburgh.org. Hosted by Urban Impact and brought to you locally by Chick-fil-A of Pittsburgh. Hey, this week, TBN, the largest Christian television network in the world, launches its first daily TV show made particularly for women. Better Together is what it's called, and it features different faces and different voices each day. You'll see Christine Kane, Laurie Crouch, Victoria Osteen, Carrie Job, Lisa Harper, and others, all in conversation about things that matter to women. I'm not talking makeup tutorials or room renos. You're going to see and hear women talking about heart issues, friendship, identity, social media, intimacy with God, kids, family, how to hear God's voice. It'll be women talking together about the things you want to talk about, too. So don't miss it. TBN's Better Together, coming up April 22nd. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. What if your next career could help you change lives? It can. As a thriving financial representative, this is more than a sales career. It's an opportunity to help people connect their faith and finances for good. Positions are available in the Pittsburgh area. Thrivent provides ongoing coaching and training and a benefits package you'd expect from a Fortune 500 financial services organization. For more information, please call Todd Beasley at 717-813-7184. Right now, there are young people across the world facing a tough choice. Continue their dream of education or drop out to help their family put food on the table. You can help change their future in a single moment. See how far your support can go at unbound.org. Calling all cruisers, the Irwin Business and Professional Association presents their 28th annual Spring Car Cruise on Main Street this Saturday from noon to 5 p.m. Just $10 to enter. So come out, have fun, and discover Irwin, the biggest small town in Pennsylvania. Ever searched for a new job? It's much harder to find a job when you're between jobs than when you're at the top of your game. It's the same in times of crisis. Lack of preparation makes it harder, and it takes longer to recover. As a Christian, it's your job to be ready for crisis. Start your free online training now at ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. You don't need it today, but when you do, the payoff is matchless. A message from ChristianEmergencyNetwork.org. Okay, so the weekend's upon us. Isn't it nice? I'm excited about it. So looking at the Trib, they always promote five things to do in Pittsburgh for the weekend. Number one is something called Art All Night, the annual Art All Night. Saturday into Sunday, the 31st Street Studios in Lawrenceville uh, debuted in 1998 with 101 pieces of art. Now there's uh, a 1,000 artists, and the annual event is free at uh artallnight.org. That's one thing to do. Mm, On the hard court, the annual Pittsburgh Jam Fest is today through Sunday, the David L. Lawrence Convention Center. 36 basketball courts under one roof. Every year, the tournament attracts 
475 high-level teams, along with 225 college coaches for an unmatched basketball I experience. I never knew that that was a thing. That's cool. So tonight is the annual spring uh, gallery crawl in Pittsburgh's Cultural District, set uh, from 5.30 to 10. Free event encompasses 21 venues, more than 30 events. Something called uh, Beer and Bike on Saturday, a group of several hundred bicyclists. That's not, I feel like that's a... Yeah. They're going to leave the East End Brewing in Laramore. They tow several kegs of beer for the Pedal Pale Ale keg ride on a several-mile course of the city. You want to stay clear of that, I think. And, oh, uh, there's a gun show. The Showcasers Pittsburgh Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at Monroeville Convention Center. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. What about your plans so that we can all join? Uh, Well, I was hoping to do some yard work, quite honestly. Okay. I think it's a fine idea. Yeah. I I want to encourage you to... uh, to do some yard work. Yeah, but it's so rainy out there. The yard's going to be a, uh, kind of marshy. Right. But we did need the rain. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, you're trying to grow grass, so this is I pretty am. ideal that we have this much rain. So I think so, too. Established. Yeah, I've been out there with the hose. I don't have to do that now. How about yourself? You right. got plans? Well, uh, you know, I've been in Houston all week um, with Save the Children, and uh, I just want to say thanks to Save the Children for being such great hosts and... Um, showing us just the terrific work they're doing with people who are still suffering after the ravages of Hurricane Harvey, which was two years ago. So i got to be honest, I'm a little tired. Yeah. So I'm thinking tomorrow, I mean, I've been getting up between 5 and 5.30 every day this week. Going to sleep in? I think I'm going to sleep in tomorrow. Now, is there any golf on TV this weekend? There's golf every weekend. Okay. Yeah, on TV. So I'll so definitely be, sort of I'll be taking in some golf. How about the Bucks? Have they lost six in a row? They haven't won since the, I left. I know. They were on a streak. The, Everything were, was looking up. We they were, were in first, first place. place. What, Coke. Can't you guys like keep track of these things and pump things up while I, I'm gone? I was so excited. As soon as I get excited, they start to lose. So are they, they're playing tonight. Are they in town this evening? We well, should know I, that. Let's see. They lost two in a row to the Diamondbacks. In town. Yeah. So, so now they're – the Diamondback series is over. It was just a two-game series, I think. But they've lost six in a row. I know that. And so – Dodger Stadium. Oh, there. Oh, it's a West Coast. I like oh, that. Oh, so that's a late start. That's good. I enjoy that. Me too. That means you can have some dinner. You can relax a little bit. Lay down on your sofa. Take right. in the game. Have a great weekend. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.